we wanted it to be something where, you know, walking by our store that kids saw and were like, ooh, I want to go. In. And then um, adults see it too and like, that looks like a cool ice cream shop. You know, it's something for everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. From traditional ice cream flavors like vanilla bean to odd flavors like olive oil strawberry and black pepper fig, Odd Fellows Ice Cream Company is disrupting the way we think about the sweet treat. Joining me on this podcast today is co-owner and CEO of Odd Fellows Ice Cream Company, Mohan Kumar. It is great to have you here. It's great to be with you. First off, just tell us where can people find you because you're you're in just a couple of places right now. Correct. We've got four retail locations in Williamsburg, Dumbo, both in Brooklyn, and then East Village, Nolita in Manhattan. And then we're also in all 19 New York City Whole Foods at the moment. Wow. Okay. You know, I am from Williamsburg, except I was in Williamsburg before it got really like hip and happening and gentrified-ish. But talk to us about the philosophy of the company, because there are some of those traditional flavors, and then there are these odd flavors, and you have a huge retail space in in Bushwick, about 6,000 square feet? Correct. Yeah, that's what we're building right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the ethos of us just really stems from uh, my partner, Sam Mason's mind and his creativity and his genius. And he kind of made a name for himself when he was at WD-50 with Wally Dufresne, became known as one of the best pastry chefs in the world. Um, And, you know, when we started talking about opening an ice cream shop, he had a book of 200 plus flavors already written down. Ready to go. He was ready to go. And so, you know, he had his vanilla bean recipe, but he also had his chorizo caramel recipe as well and his miso cherry recipe. Mm. And so, you know, we want to use that to our advantage where people trust us and they come to us to find something odd yet delicious, but also classic and delicious. And Sam, we should mention, is a James Beard-nominated pastry chef, Correct. not just any pastry yeah. chef. Okay, but the real news now is that you're looking to expand beyond New York and have other people um, you know, test your odd fellow uh, flavors. And to do that, you need money. And so you have hooked up with seed investing to, uh, to raise some money. Tell us about it. Yeah. So long story short, we basically ran out of capacity. We couldn't keep up with demand in our current kitchen. Right now we're making in a 300-square-foot kitchen in the back of our Williamsburg shop, which people can see in, and it's really cool. But come summer days, we're crazy busy. I bet. And we have to shut down stores because we're running out of ice cream, quite literally. Wow. We didn't have enough space to make it. So well, That's a nice problem to have, though, Mohan. Still a problem, though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. Um, so then the obvious thing was to build our own factory so we can increase our capacity and grow the company. We simply had to do it. So we're going from 300 square feet in Williamsburg to nearly 6,000 square feet in Bushwick. We're going to be able to freeze a lot more ice cream and freeze it better with better equipment and, and just make it a better product overall. And then we can finally grow the business from there, whether it's opening more retail shops of our own but also going into new avenues, like finally full-scale launching our CPG line. So you want to, the, is the end game to wind up uh, on store shelves in, in supermarkets? Yeah, yeah. Right now, it's been a very soft launch. We have a distribution deal in place, and their hands have been tied. And they're like, you guys can only produce so much. Mm. We'll put you in the 19 Whole Foods. They want you, but un- we want to get you in 
200, 300, 400 doors. Just tell us when the factory's it's ready. It's an old-fashioned supply and demand issue is what yeah, I'm saying. You yeah. cannot keep up with demand, so you're raising this money. What's the goal for the for the equity crowdfunding raise? We have a minimum of 400000 and then I would say the goal is to raise the full $2 million for us, and that really gives us a, a plan to move forward and grow the company, open up our own stores, hire the right people to grow the CPG and wholesale business as well. What's, what's the minimum investment somebody can make on that uh, platform? $1,000. And for that, what do they get? Be, as be, I, would, I hope there are some really tasty perks here, Mohan. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're, first of all, you're becoming an owner in the company. You're getting actual equity, which is, I think, the first question a lot of people hear when they have crowd, when they hear crowdfunding. They're like, oh, is this just kind of like a GoFundMe? No, it's completely different. You're getting actual ownership. But then we also have perks as well. So with that $1,000, you're getting T-shirts, you're getting sweatshirts, and it gets even tastier and cooler as the higher you are investing to um, sitting down with Sam Mason, creating your own flavor. Creating your own flavor? Yeah. yeah. What do you have to invest to create your own flavor? I think that is a $75,000 investment. Meaning I could have like the Alexis flavor. And would it pop up in your stores? Would it be for sale? Would it be just for me, like my curated flavor for just myself? Well, it'll definitely be just for you if you want, if that's what you want. (laughs) And then I think if we love it, which is probably going to be the case if you're dealing with Sam, Uh we'll put it out in the stores too, of course. Very cool. Um, Talk to me about some of these flavors um, and the the origins of them, especially some of the otter ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really Sam doing this for 20 plus years. And I mean, he was making the craziest of desserts. He was on Iron Chef uh, 15 years ago against Morimoto. And mm. the, um, the ingredient was skirt steak. What did he do? Meat in ice cream. He made skirt steak ice cream. Holy yeah. Geez. So we do that a lot. <laughs> like, so, you know, he had this catalog of flavors that he was building up for 20 years doing uh, um, work as a pastry chef. And, mm. um, that's kind of what's fun about it. You know, we always have 12, 16 flavors on offer, and you can come in, get a chorizo caramel or a foie gras ice cream, but you can also get your vanilla bean, which is delicious and probably the best vanilla bean you've tasted, completely different than what, like, McDonald's offers. Well, I would think so. <laughs> uh, what, what's the price point? Uh, right now, in, in our scoop shops, a uh, scoop is $5, and right now on grocery store shelves, our pints are $10. Okay, so it's a premium ice cream product. Absolutely, yep. What is uh, the best-selling or most popular flavor? Um, We've got a few. Um, So kind of what we're known for is changing flavors often. Our motto in our retail stores is flavors change often, don't be mad. Uh, Again, it's kind of like building on a uh, consumer's trust. Like they know to come to Oddfellows, we know we'll always get the standards, but we know we'll always have this kind of option of the weird, but it'll be delicious. Um, But some of our standouts, I think, have been like a peanut butter and jelly kind of playing off Mm. of old school Americana, kind of what you, you know, your childhood favorites. Cornbread was a a big favorite. Burnt marshmallow. Um, Cookies and cream, surprisingly. And then one of our, like the simplest flavor we've ever made is called sprinkles and it's just sweet cream with rainbow sprinkles folded in <laughs> and we made it you know thinking kids are going to see this and automatically gravitate towards it surprisingly it's 50 50 between adults and kids and i love it too because it's it highlights our base like our ice our sweet cream base ice cream i think you hit it when you talked about nostalgia is that i mean you're sort of a nice blend of nostalgia and and modern was it and that's intentional i'd imagine 100 percent. that was in fact before we even came up with the name odd fellows the theme and the vibe of the shop, the nostalgia with modern, was the first thing that we knew we were going to do. We wanted it to be something where, you know, walking by our store, 
that kids saw and were like, ooh, I want to go in there. It's and then sort of it, like eye candy the minute right, you see it. Right, yeah. right. And then um, adults see it too and like, that looks like a cool ice cream shop. It doesn't look like you're, you know, like a children's book all over the wall. You know, it's something for everyone. Now, a lot of people who are hearing this may not be in New York, cannot get their hands on the ice cream right now. Can they buy it and have it shipped to them? Is that something possible yet? I wish it were possible now, but that's part of the reason we're building this factory is we want to introduce an e-commerce model where we are taking orders online and shipping them across the country. And that'll happen you know, the week after we're opening in the factory. The origins of the company, really cool story. So it was started in 2013, and your wife had a hand in this. She was expecting, you guys were expecting at the time, and she had cravings mm-hmm. uh, for odd-flavored ice creams. Tell us Correct. more. Correct, yeah. I, well, let me preface it by saying the thing she craved most was fried chicken. The thing she craved, probably in a tie with ice cream, was coconut water. So I was buying a lot of fried chicken and a lot of Harmless (laughs) Harvest coconut water at the time. And um, the ice cream I was bringing home from the grocery stores just wasn't, you know, satisfying her needs. Mm -hmm. When you're you're expecting and you've got needs, you have to find a way to meet them, Mohan. I tried my very best. (laughs) And so, you know, I happened to be out with uh, our future partner, Sam, um, over a couple beers telling him all these crazy things that she likes to eat. And um, I was telling him that, you know, I've got this ice cream from the grocery store and she doesn't like it, blah, blah, blah. And a couple days later, he comes over with a quart of pretzel ice cream. Mm. And yeah. Oh, that's sweet and savory right there. Sweet and savory. And so that's that like was the nail uh, hit, yeah. hit the nail on the head, right. right? Right there. And she's like, you have something special here. Sam's amazing. You know, you're looking to get out of what I was doing at the time. I was mm-hmm. working in finance. Why don't you talk to Sam about opening an ice cream shop? And, and that's that where was it started. It. That was it. And did you leave finance or did you, were you sort of doing both for a while? I'm curious. I was doing both in the sense that we were planning Odd Fellows while I was still working in finance. And mm-hmm. then I uh, was able and lucky enough to kind of work out an exit strategy yeah. with uh, my company at the time, and we opened up Oddfellows a week later. Wow. Yeah. Can I ask, because I think people are just always fascinated about the people behind these these companies. What did you do in your other life? Real estate finance. Real estate finance. Yeah. So really sexy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> at, to be honest, it was it was pretty cool. I, I loved the people I worked with, and it, you know, it kind of gave me a good backbone for starting my own business. I was working on some cool projects at the time, financing um, some larger buildings in New York City that people would recognize and know. And Can you tell us? I, the, the Frank Geary building was probably oh, the, sure. the coolest one that I worked on, and I loved that, and I worked yeah. on that from start to finish. And, um, but, you know, it's not giving you the true sense of creating something on your own, and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. And, um, you know, I get to now kind of have my say, at least in the design and the vibe of Oddfellows, which is great. Uh, what about... Um expansion plans from here? Is it going to be more, a lot more retail stores? Because we know that brick and mortar has definitely had its challenges, although more so maybe in in clothing retail as opposed to what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a little bit of both for us. I think we've got a great um, strategy for strategic and kind of um, really pinpointing where we want to open up our retail shops. But then the other big area of growth for us is going to be CPG, and we need the factory to get open in order to do that. We've also got a couple other lines that we can look at. E-commerce is going to be a big sure. one for us. There's already pent-up demand. People are saying, you know, emailing us constantly, wanting our ice cream in California, Montana. Um, and then the final one is um, restaurant wholesale. We have a lot of chefs that come to us because of Sam's background and kind of what we've that become known for. Yeah. You know? Can you share with us any states that you're thinking about? Sure. Um, 
southern. <laughs> we want to go where it's warmer first. Right. Um, but, you know, we're, um, where we think people are going to gravitate towards our ice cream are really any major city. We're looking at Boston. Boston's a great ice cream market. Um, and then, you know, we just have kind of personal uh, touches on Nashville and Miami mm-hmm. and Tampa, Florida, and New Orleans, all these kind of places we, we love and we can see our brand really doing well there. I guess when you think of, when you said Boston, I right away think of Fenway. Maybe you can get yourself into some of the ballparks too. Well, we, we've got a, a big contract coming up with a wholesale, um, at the casino and hotel that's opening up in Boston, and that's going to be pretty cool for oh, us. Oh, that's very yeah. exciting. You know, look, there are a lot of boutique um, ice cream shops. You also have all the frozen yogurt shops out there that are trying to differentiate themselves. It's a crowded space. How, how do you think you are differentiating yourself? Uh, that trust factor and the constant changing of flavors, the chef-driven, knowing that th- when they come in, um, you know, you're not going to see the same 16 ice creams mm-hmm. in, in, our, um, in our shops, and it's going to be a rotating flavor. And you know that there's a world-renowned chef that's curating that list for you, and that makes it fun. And then I think what we're also trying to do, which with, which we've done well with our two new shops, is go into other areas that play well with ice cream. So our Nolita shop, which we opened up last year, incorporates a top-tier coffee program. And mm-hmm. we brought on a retail director to oversee that, and he came from the coffee world. And it's, you know, you're going to get your perfectly poured Cortado there. Oh, wow. Plays so well coffee with ice and ice cream, I mean, that just, how can that be bad? It's a match made in uh, creamy heaven. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, and you also have um, alcohol play a part in all this. Yeah. All right, tell us about yeah. that. Coffee plays well, and so so do beer and wine. Okay. Um, so our Dumbo shop, which we opened in uh, November of last year, we got a beer and wine license from, and that, that for many reasons is my favorite shop to go to. <laughs> um, but it, it's perfect because you'd be surprised as to how many wines and how many beers pair well with ice cream. Not all of them do, but we have expert people that are telling you, hey, this um, sour beer is going to pair well with this sorbet of exotic fruits, Um, or this Lambrusco is going to pair well with this vanilla bean. It's going to bring out the richness and the flavor, Um, and it's fun. And, you know, when I go to the shop, if my kids want ice cream and I've been eating ice cream all day, (laughs) I'll have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. So this reminds me, uh, in Italian, it's affogato, I guess, when the ice cream and coffee are mixed together. Is that what you do with the shop? 100%. In our Nolita shop, we've got a line of affogatos, um, matcha gato, Mm. a waffle gato with a homemade waffle cone kind of um, uh, enrobing the scoop of ice cream, which you pour the espresso (laughs) onto. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of calories, too. Yeah, but it's good calories. Like that's I look at our product as an affordable luxury. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you enjoy a delectable scoop of Oddfellows ice cream mm-hmm. as opposed to the other ones that are low calorie, etc. That, in my opinion, don't taste nearly as well. And as have our a lot product. of fake stuff in there that isn't correct. Good for you. Yep. For people who are interested in getting involved in a small way, a big way, talk to us if you can. I know you're not publicly traded, but but. Uh, for those who want to do their due diligence, which you always should, by the way, um, what what is, what's the health of the company right now, and are you profitable? If not, when do you hope to be? We should be profitable in 2019. Last year was a big year for us, bringing on more labor, opening up new stores. So a lot of capital went out the door in 2018 to get us to where we're ready to make that next leap. So 2019, we are expected to be profitable, which is great for a growing business, uh, and we want to continue that. 
uh, and that like hyper growth is what we're doing, and we're looking to raise that money so we can so we can you know launch full scale CPG and open more stores as well. Okay, and uh, any other stores? I mean, you mentioned Whole Foods. Are you looking at like a Kroger's? I mean, what are you looking at? Yeah, it, it really depends. It's a conversation we'll have to have with our distributor, but definitely the top tier grocery stores. Um, we're going to start in the New York City tri-state area first. Mm-hmm. Now that we're kind of building this pathway to the Boston area, we're going to talk to them as well, and the, 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 the higher-end markets for sure to start because we are a premium product. I'm curious if there was ever a flavor Sam came up with that just didn't resonate or that you tasted it, or maybe you tasted it and said, I don't think this is going to happen, but put it out there and surprisingly it, it did work. Yeah, there was one that he made that we didn't put out. Otherwise, literally every ice cream tub we've made has been sold. It's a great track record. Yeah, and that flavor was like a masala chocolate where we just went a little overboard on the masala. And Okay, so it's like, in, that's the spice that they, they use in Indian food. Correct, and I'm of Indian descent, and so I was the one that said, yeah, this <laughs> Nixon isn't... Nixon the masala yeah. chocolate, and so you listened. Okay, well, uh, Mohan Kumar, thanks so much for stopping by. Best of luck to Odd Fellows, um, and I look forward to, to tasting some very soon, and hopefully others can too as you expand. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.